This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello and welcome to today's BT Techno podcast. I'm Brian Ashenden and I had the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a team of experts that are available to answer any technical advice, strategy-related queries you may have. While the past seven days have certainly been busy, with a number of announcements from the government and the regulator that will continue to shape how advice businesses will operate in the future, as well as the direction of the superannuation system. We started off with the release of draft legislation for consultation on the establishment of a compensation scheme of last resort. Now, the government's overarching purpose in establishing a financial services compensation scheme of last resort is to support confidence in the financial system's dispute resolution framework. The scheme will provide limited compensation where a determination by the Australian Financial Complaints Authority or AFCA remains unpaid and the determination relates to a financial product or service within the scope of the scheme. Now, the establishment of this scheme is in line with Recommendation 7.1 from the Financial Services Royal Commission. It's proposed that the compensation scheme of last resort will initially encompass five financial products and services, being personal advice on relevant financial products to retail clients, credit intermediation, securities dealing, credit provision, and insurance product distribution. Legislation and regulations will outline the eligibility criteria to claim compensation from the scheme. And for a scheme claim to be eligible to receive compensation, the AFCA determination must be in scope AFCA must have been notified within 12 months that the member firm has not complied with the AFCA determination, so AFCA can conduct reasonable steps to secure payment. The member firm must be unable to pay the compensation owed, and there must not be any other statutory compensation scheme available. Now, this compensation scheme of last resort will be funded via an annual levy on providers, which in the case of the advice industry will be on AFSLs. A formula will be used, much like the ASIC annual levy based on advisor numbers to determine the amount payable by each licensee. The scheme is due to commence no earlier than the 1st of January 2022 and the maximum amount payable on any single claim against the scheme will be capped at $150,000. The second major announcement for the week was the release of a consultation paper on the proposed retirement income covenant that will apply to superannuation funds. As announced in the 2020 federal budget last year, This covenant is not due to take effect until the 1st of July 2022. The intent of the covenant is to codify the requirements and obligations for superannuation trustees to improve retirement outcomes for individuals, while enabling choice and competition in the retirement phase through the development of a retirement income strategy. Now, the output would be a strategic document developed by the trustee outlining their plan to assist their members to achieve and balance the following objectives. Firstly, maximise their retirement income. Secondly, manage risk to the sustainability and stability of their retirement income. And finally, have some flexible access to savings during retirement. Now, requiring trustees to have a retirement income strategy ensures that they identify and recognise the retirement income needs of the members of their fund and have a plan to build the fund's capacity and capability to service those needs. Now, this retirement income covenant will apply to all superannuation funds, including SMSFs. Now, whilst a focus on the retirement needs of members in general is a positive move, as to date the focus of many funds has been on the accumulation phase, 
given the introduction of my super products and performance metrics, exactly how this will operate in the environment of a SMSF, where over 90% of funds currently only have one or two members, remains to be seen. And then finally this past week, we had ASIC releasing their long-anticipated reference checking and information sharing protocol. Now, leveraging a previous protocol which had been developed by the Australian Banking Association, or the ABA, the ASIC protocol has a focus on compliance, conduct and risk management and is designed to address concerns raised by Royal Commission Recommendation 2.7. Whilst the previous ABA protocol only applied to AFSLs who subscribed to the ABA Reference Checking and Information Sharing Protocol, which largely consisted of those operated or owned by the banking industry, this new ASIC protocol will apply to all AFSLs and credit licensees and will take effect from 1 October this year. The ASIC protocol sets the obligations for licensees to undertake a reference check and share information for financial advisors and mortgage brokers. Where a recruiting AFSL or ACL is considering employing or authorising an individual under their licence, they must take reasonable steps to obtain a reference about that individual from their current or previous AFSL for advisors and ACL for mortgage brokers. The reasonable steps requirement directs the recruiting AFSL or ACL to seek consent from the individual they are looking to recruit using a templated consent form and, if granted, obtain a reference check by requesting a reference from the referee licensee. Now, referee licensees must give a reference to the recruiting licensee that includes all information of which they are aware and reasonably considered to be relevant to answer the question in the templated reference request. Must be complete, accurate and based on documented facts and where they cannot provide an answer and explanation as to why. The completed reference must be returned within 10 business days. Now there is some flexibility to this if both the recruiting and referee licensee agree. However, this cannot extend beyond 30 business days from original receipt of the request. Now ASIC have prepared supporting material including information sheet 257 as well as example references for both financial advisors and mortgage brokers. And in addition, they have released Report 694, which addresses issues raised on the proposals in the initial consultation paper CP333 on this initiative. Now, to keep up to date with the latest legislative and regulatory changes in the financial advice sector, why not join us for our fortnightly BT Academy technical webinars? Our next session is scheduled for Wednesday the 28th of July, when I'll be presenting on the question of did you foresee it coming? And in that webinar, we'll be discussing how the government's announcement of the wind-up of FASEA will be implemented and what this means for advisors and licensees and what the potential impact could be on unresolved matters. And I'll also explain in more detail the three announcements covered off in today's BT Techno podcast. To register for this webinar, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. You can also view previous webinars and all sessions qualify for CPD points. And as always, remember, if you have any technical advice strategy questions, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news.
This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.